think a lot of the things that, that we already talked about, I, I think, but the other thing we've talked about is that if you study Pennsylvania over the last, you know, 30 years, the, the numbers, you know, continue to decrease. Uh, we have not offered uh, a large number of, of players in the state of Pennsylvania over the last five or six years, the number continues to go down. So that makes the guys that we do offer critical that we get, um, you know, and when you don't get them, uh, it magnifies it. You know, there, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, but, but when you, when you have a state uh, and the numbers, the population in the state of Pennsylvania and uh, you know, the number of high school graduates and the number of division one players, I know, Terry Smith has, has showed me some very specific articles and studies that have been done in Western Pennsylvania, uh, as well, specifically to the WPIL. So uh, we've always taken an approach, I think, as you guys know, of really the region, you know, really you know, trying to do a good job in a region. But again, those things are magnified in years when you can't really get kids on campus. Um, so the, the, the further that the kids have to go or the fact that guys haven't been on campus can create some challenges in, in years like this. But I, I, I felt like the staff did a really good job of being flexible and creative and, and going to some places again you know, that we hadn't typically gone to, um, you know, like going to a place like Alabama and, and getting a guy uh, late in the process that had never seen the place that, that we think very, very highly of. Um, you know, th those things are important. You know, we, we were able to be very successful in Michigan this year. Uh, that helped us as well. Um, so, again, at the end of the day, I I'm pleased with how it played out. But we also still have the second signing day uh, to, to, to go with. So there's still some prospects that we're involved with. And then I think the other thing that you guys will see um, is we have typically signed a full class to try to get to our 85, where a lot of programs have saved scholarships for the uh, for, for the transfer market. And uh, we're, we're also going to be involved in that. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, transfers, we're going to be looking at defensive ends. Uh, we're going to be looking at defensive backs, um, you know, from a transfer perspective or in a second recruiting cycle. You know, those are areas that we're going to be focused on. So, so any high school coaches or prospects that may be listening to this, uh, those positions, uh, as well as maybe some others, uh, are going to be very, very important for us moving forward. So you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> that was the longest intro. It actually wasn't. I think we played uh, like three minutes of a movie clip once. <laughs> longer than that. The Mighty Ducks one. Was that the Mighty Duck one? Oh, yeah. Might have been the Mighty Ducks. Look, this one was actually interesting. I I know it was boring, but it's signing day. So I, and somebody asked him the question, you know, basically, why the fuck do you suck at recruiting in Pennsylvania? Because that was his whole thing. And Penn State, there was three five-star or four five-star players this year in Pennsylvania who went to other schools. Two of them went to Ohio State, one to Clemson, and one to Wisconsin. Richie might have been a four-star, but still. Like... It's it's a legit question. Like Penn State has been shitty at recruiting Pennsylvania. You can't allow two kids from Philadelphia to go to Ohio State. You can't. I don't know that his answer answer was so satisfactory, but it uh, it's definitely. Did you listen to it or did you sit there upset that it was a long clip? A little bit of both. Yeah, you didn't listen to it. A little bit of both. It's a what lot did he say? Tell me what he said. I don't do this. Yeah. Okay. Because you're being an asshole. <laughs> It'd be a little bit. <laughs> Um, we have we have uh, not Penn State football that we can talk about though. That's true. 
uh, we have a guest this week. Who's our guest yeah, this week? Yeah. So it's uh, welcome to the second playoff week podcast uh, of Kickers Run Everything. Uh, we have a guest. Our guest this week was our top performer of the season, number one overall seed, coming off of a bye where he really struggled against the bye team. Um, just putting up zero points. Just absolutely disgraceful from a number one seed. Uh, Aaron Brown joining us all the way from uh, Vancouver, Canada, I believe. He's muted. He muted himself. That's perfect for a podcast. Yes. yes. Oh. Uh, again, Aaron Brand from Vancouver, Canada. Maybe you, maybe he's in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, where the Yeti yeah, lives, right? Thank you for right having there. me. Abominable snowman, as we discovered. Oh, yeah, it was the abominable snowman, specifically. You thought it was yeah. made out of snow. I think it's Evil Jack Frost. No, yeah, no. I, I, I admitted defeat. I, I didn't know that they were the same thing. I, I thought an abominable snowman meant like it was a snowman that's abominable. Not like a not like a yeti. That's, a, that's lowercase abominable snowman. Uppercase oh, okay. is winter Sam Squanch is Schneider referred to it. Sam Squanch? Sam Squanch. Yeah. What? Sam that's Squanch. what they call yeah, the... Sasquatch in Trailer Park Boys. Sam Squanch. Okay. I've never watched that show. Speaking of snow, my dog experienced snow for the first time today and had absolutely no fucking oh. clue what was going on. Was it enough oh, to like amazing. jump around it and everything or just fall? Oh yeah, he was like he was going nuts. Oh yeah, he 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 was into it. He was doing full sprints on the leash around me, trying wow. to like go anywhere he could. He loved it. Wow, that's he, awesome. he had videos. Oh, yeah. I didn't because it was dark out. There is uh, there is no snow in Georgia. That's there's sure. about a foot of snow right now. That's a lot. That's like the first time it snowed all year, right? Yeah. This is good. This is good talk talking about weather in a place well, I don't live. Yes. You're going to miss snow in I, the South. Yeah, I, I, would never wanna, I would never want to live in a place where there's no snow. I love the snow too much. It's, um, you, you, you would think, uh, and then you hear people complaining about the cold and you walk outside and it's 50 degrees always. It's not yeah, so bad. But I don't, I don't complain about the snow or the cold. <laughs> anyway, we have... Uh, we... <laughs> So we had some, we had two matchups. Worst, worst last week. start ever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Nobody listens to this shitty a podcast. Three minute press yeah. conference and a discussion about the weather. We're off to a strong start. <laughs> right, let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. We got we got stuff to talk about. We had uh, we had playoffs that started this past week. <laughs> right? All right. So so we had two we had two playoff matchups and the both matchups ended up being just as boring as the intro to this podcast. They were both blowouts. Um. We had the we had Dylan's team team podcast put up 146 points to Villani's uh, 100 points, 103 point, or 143 points to 103 points, so a, a 40 point victory in round one for I'm Ted J Chark. Um, only only one player really underperformed. It was Terry McLaurin. I think uh, everybody else had a good performance, although I can't see because he has changed the matchup. Uh, Chris Godwin, too, didn't have much of a day. Yeah, so so poor output from his receivers, yeah. So six, seven total points from his, his starting receivers. Um, but Russ has a huge day against the Jets. Derrick Henry had ex- almost exactly the performance I predicted he would have with 200. I said 200 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He ended up with 215 and two touchdowns. That's pretty close. Uh, Cam Akers, the, the late start for Ted J. Chark just absolutely running all over uh, New England, 
uh, 170 yards. Uh, didn't find the end zone, but didn't really need to. Still had a big game. Uh, very clearly, that is his job now moving forward. Um, so a good find going into the playoffs. And then Darren Waller. The next two weeks. Yeah, Waller and Ayuk just continue to be consistent. Um, and then 21 points from the defense on Thursday. You know, I Thursday games always make me nervous because they can either blow up in your face or they can go really well. But I feel like they're never just like a normal game. They're always weird. Yeah, I mean, he didn't need that performance from Los Angeles to win this week, although it definitely um, puts it over the top, should make you feel comfortable looking forward here. Yeah. And then for the football teams, uh, you know, not horrible performance, but just not really anything special. 103 points, uh, about four players underperformed. Corey Davis, as Schneider called, he did not like the, the Titans wide receiver stack, and it did bite him in the ass. Yeah, it all um, it all went to one of them. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott just continues to be a disappointment uh, week in and week out. Zach Ertz does not have anything left in the tank. It doesn't seem. Um, yeah, he did have AJ Brown had a huge week. Uh, David Montgomery had a huge week. I think within thirty seconds of each other, they both had like really long touchdowns. So that was that was it. it made it look like it was going to be interesting for about two seconds. Yeah, those happened like almost simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, Justin Herbert's starting to hit that rookie wall, huh? 16 points. Uh, it's like this third or fourth bad week in a row. So uh, not enough to take down the fourth seed, Ted J. Chark, who now takes on Aaron Brown in the next round. Um, but on our other matchup, we had Ridley Me This, uh, dubbed the Eleanor Shellstrap team, who uh, I guess has season two happened on The Good Place. So maybe he really is the Eleanor Shellstrap. He's starting to belong. He, um, yeah, she, she did. Make it into the good place eventually. Oh, that's a spoiler. That's started yeah, in the what? good place. Nope. That's yeah. Okay. Uh, Man, I'm only on season three. Hundred. There's only three seasons. Oh. No, there's four. Is there four? I thought there was three. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sure. Anyway, whatever. We'll get into that. Uh, 107 points to 97 <laughs> points. A 30 point. A 30 point win. Uh, for Ridley me this. Uh, on the backs of his running, uh, on the backs of Calvin Ridley and Kareem Hunt, uh, both having massive games. Latavius Murray was a non-factor. Justin Jefferson had an underwhelming game. Uh, really, really, just Kareem Hunt putting up those two touchdowns, being Nick Chubb independent again. Looks like Michael Thomas had a decent day. Kyler Murray has started to really regress since that shoulder happened, but you know it looks like 18 points isn't a horrible game. But yeah, Calvin Ridley, whenever Julio is out, Calvin Ridley is wide receiver one in fantasy this year. It's it's like clockwork. Yeah. And also he, no big he, game from Chicago defense. Sorry. If Kyler can um, get a little bit back to his old self, he's got a lot going for him um, next week. So, I, I mean, I, I still don't feel good about the team as a whole, but he's proven us wrong many times this season and continues to even into the playoffs now. Yeah. On the other side, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers had an insane MVP-like game again. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has a has a good game for the first time in a while. Um, it's pretty much it. DK Metcalf also had a good game, but Hunter Henry, Gio, Gio Bernard got benched. Deontay Johnson got benched. So he had two different players that got benched uh, on his lineup. And when that happens, you're just you're not going to win. He didn't even didn't even score 100 points. Um, not really much else to say about his team. No, just couldn't couldn't get it together when it mattered most. Yeah, it was this great, was great into the playoffs as well. 
barely scraped into the playoffs. Yeah. And so the sixteen six six seed falls six seed falls to the three seed. Uh so both the high seeds win. That means three seed will take on the two seed cowsuit cam six. All right. Uh so we have Aaron with us this week. Um Aaron going into his first matchup in the playoffs. Uh were you in the playoffs last year, Aaron? Yes. Mm. Were you in the playoffs the year before? I believe so. Mm. Is this the year you finally win? Uh, you well, know, I was let's save that, that answer for what? Let's save that answer for know your stars. Know your Is guest this, star. Know your guest 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 star. Sorry. Oh, Aaron, we have <laughs> jump the gun. Yeah, it's uh, it's only Wednesday. Uh, we do this on Wednesday every time. Um, Aaron, uh, you are the one seed. I don't know that you've ever been the one seed before. Uh, have you? Do you know? Uh, once before, and I lost in the semis. So, but, but you finished. You finished the regular season in first before. Yeah. I always feel like the one seeds are cursed in fantasy. I feel like whenever the, I feel like the bye weeks teams are always cursed. I feel like they always put up big weeks uh, in the bye. You probably would have had a pretty big week last week. Uh, uh, actually, not really. You benched, you benched everybody, but I don't know. So uh, we got three questions for you as our number one seed going into the playoffs. Our first question is: What are you worried about this week going into your first playoff match for this season for this year? Hundred percent, Dylan's matchups. Um, you know, my team normally has a pretty good floor, and uh, my matchups aren't bad this week. But just looking through Dylan's matchups, and I'm sure you'll get to it when we go through the individual games. But um, he just has drawn some of the worst defenses in the league all around, um, and he's definitely on a hot streak. Um, and the fact that I've been talking a lot of shit specifically directed at him kind of sets me up for a pretty big loss here. So, um, yeah, so very much scared of Dylan's matchup and hot team this week. So when you say that, cause I feel like you always defend him, but he takes it as though you're attacking him. Well, you usually put up stats that nobody else cares about that show that Dylan is unlucky. That's when he takes, was and he gets very and he gets upset about it. When he was losing, I was defending him because <laughs> now that he's winning, you're no longer defending now that him. He's winning, well, he now that he's help. winning, he's talking sure more he shit, need and so I'm talking more shit. I kind of just is this the this will be the shit talk bowl, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, it works. Definitely talk the most shit of anyone else this season. So I like that you're showing us just your ear. Well, look at that pantry. I did this haircut myself. Figured I'd show it off. Y'all can't Looks see good. it. Sorry. Looks fire. Looks uh, nice. So, you know, in re- in relation to your successful haircut, what did it, what led to what led your team to success this year? <laughs> it wasn't your haircut till now. It wasn't the haircut. I mean, it wasn't easy to say. Barber. <laughs> it's easy to say my keepers. Um, although we know by now that even when I gave up Aaron Jones and that ended up being a whole big nothing, that didn't really have a big effect on the season. So, I mean, I'm pretty much just, it's hard to say it's just my keepers. I think 
Um, I had a pretty good draft and a lot of that was luck. I'd love to say that I had some crafty plan to draft Keenan Allen, but really it was just a lucky pick that came up and that happened to work out pretty well. So um, yeah, I think it was just a combination of pretty good keepers and a pretty lucky draft. And then getting that one of like three or four superstars we have every year with Camara. You took Keenan in the yeah, you took Keenan in the fifth round. Are you, you going to think about keeping him? I'm absolutely going to keep him. I don't have really anyone else that is an obvious keep on my team. So, yeah, because all your keepers are restarting this year. I mean, you traded one away, but um, Mahomes was the other. Yeah, and Clyde was the first round pick, and so was Kamara. So, um, yeah. So, last question. Uh, you talked about your keepers. Patrick Mahomes has been your keeper. Your your anchor for the past three years now. Um, you cannot keep him next year, so he re-enters the pool. So the question is, you know, you've had basically QB one for the past three years on your team. Uh, has has having Mahomes changed how you look at the QB position moving forward, knowing that now you're going to have a vacancy there? Not really. I mean, it's I kind of look at it like tight end, where there's a few good options, but it drops off very quickly. And so for QB, it's great if you have one of those few people who's putting up a floor of 25 and can have 30, 35-point games on a regular basis, although Mahomes didn't have as good of a season as he's had in the past. Um, But really, for me, if I don't have one of those top three or four freak quarterbacks, um, there's not a huge difference between, you know, those next few ones and streaming week to week. So I don't see a whole lot of value in the position if you don't have one of those superstars. Um, but having one of those few superstars is pretty nice anchor to your team when you can. So probably going to switch back to uh, treating it like uh, not that important of a position. It's definitely going to shake up your team's dynamic moving forward where you, you, I mean, you got a position that was set it and forget it. Every week, did you do you even have a quarterback on the bench? Right now, uh, no. No, you don't. It probably didn't for most of the season. So I, I feel like that's going to have a pretty big impact on the way that you just draft, like by by quantity of position and and you know how you manage your team throughout the season. Well, I did have Matt Ryan on the bench for half the season because I didn't want to drop him because I got made fun of for drafting him in the fifth round as a backup, and I didn't want to admit I was wrong. So oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a dumb move. <laughs> Yeah, it was a dumb move, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in the fifth round next year, it might not be the worst. We'll see. So, I uh, let's, we don't have a ton to talk about this week, so I want to pose a hypothetical question to you guys. So, do you guys think that there is a chance, and this is related to Mahomes, that Andy and Mahomes, if they win – say three or four more Super Bowls together, right? So that puts them at five. So they'd be less than Bill and Brady. Do you think Reed and Mahomes would ha- would be in the conversation for best QB coach of QB and coach of all time? Or do you think it's Brady and Bill at this point, no matter what? Because Reed had years of underperforming, like he had 10 years in Philly where he didn't win anything. I mean, he was a great coach, but he didn't win anything. They would really need to outperform the Patriots at their best, if they're going to be considered as the top combo. Um, like you said, 
Andy Reid's career as a coach has not been full of success, whereas Belichick's has been entirely filled with success. Um, they had a near undefeated season at one point. They didn't quite make it all the way, but getting that far is still worth something. Plus, most Super Bowls of all time of any combo. Um, there, there's a lot to dethrone that. Yeah, I think, you know, Mahomes may prove to be a better talent, but Belichick is just so consistently good at coaching that even with, you know, even if Tom Brady were a little bit worse than he is, even moderately worse than he is, he'd probably still have had a huge amount of success there. So I think it's going to take quite a lot to top that. I firmly believe that, barring injury, of course, if Patrick Mahomes... Patrick Mahomes in 10 years, we'll be talking about him as the best quarterback of all time. If he's playing for 10 more years the way that he's playing now, then absolutely. Right. I, you, I you, just, need, you need time on a career before you get in a great young. time conversation. Of course. I, he's Right now, I'm not going to say he's the best quarterback ever. He's the most, he's the most talented quarterback I've ever watched. Ever. All right. That's a different question than QB quarterback or QB right. coach duo, though. Of course, I'm just saying, if he's the best key, in my opinion, is the best QB talent I've ever watched. And I think he's going to continue to do this. And I think he's going to be the best quarterback of all time. I'm, I'm rejecting his career. I'm not I, saying I, he I is right it's now. more likely that he goes down as the best quarterback of all time than the two of them go down as the best combo of all time. I think that a lot more of the success on that Chiefs team is from Mahomes um, proportionally than... Um, Reed developed and drafted him. Then um, Brady to the the Patriots. Yeah, but I mean, look at Seattle and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I'm not going to say he's as good as Mahomes, but no one's talking about Pete Carroll as potentially like, I don't know. Like Wilson has been absolutely consistent, even in seasons where Carroll's been struggling. And I think we're totally going to see that consistency from Mahomes, but I don't necessarily know that the chiefs are going to dominate like the Patriots did for 15 years. I heard a, I heard a good comparison the other day. Uh, basically Russell Wilson is, is Kobe Bryant because it's gone from Michael Jordan, AKA Tom Brady to now LeBron James, AKA uh, Patrick Mahomes. Dylan fuck off. How about that? Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And it's interesting because look, you know, Russell Wilson, I think most of us would agree is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, there's been many seasons where he's been amazing. He's a hall of famer by now. If he's not like one more or two more years of this, he's a lock. He's got his ring, but you know, he's never been the MVP, which is kind of crazy. Like Russell Wilson's never been the MVP of the league. Uh, I'm not saying that Kobe wasn't, but like, Kobe kind of got sandwiched in between two of the greats, and I think that's what's going to happen to Russell Wilson. I mean, didn't Peyton Manning only have one, or am I wrong? I could be wrong about that. MVP, I think Peyton had two or three. He only had one oh, okay. Super Bowl ring, though. Or two, he had two Super Bowl rings, sorry. So you're saying that Mahomes coming hot in the scene right now is going to steal all the shine from Russell Wilson? Who's yeah, like Russell, I think Russell's window. Russell, Russell might, never, he might never win the MVP, which is nuts. Yeah, I mean, if, if they go all the way to the Super Bowl – it doesn't matter. It's a regular it doesn't matter because it's a regular season MVP. Well, I mean, if, they have, if they have a Super Bowl, you know, run of a season, yeah, maybe. I think I think they should name it the Patrick Mahomes MVP award and give it to second place every year. All right, <laughs> that's fun. On that note, let's uh, let's move on to this week's playoff semifinal matchups.
Playoffs. What's that? What? What's that? You kidding me? What? What? What's that? Playoffs. What's that? You kidding me? What? What? What's that? All right, so we will start with the two seed versus the three seed. Uh, we have Kalsu Camsex coming off the bye, uh, hosting Ridley Me This, uh, coming off a, a big win, uh, a big a thirty point win in the in the first round in the semifinals. Let's jump into the semifinal matchups here. I know they're meaningless, but they, these projections are half a point off. Yeah, I was just going to say wild. that they they are projected to Ridley me this is projected to win by six points, six point one points right now. Point six one points. Yeah, yeah sorry. Point so six really one quickly, points. Really quickly here, we moved on before I could say correct myself, but I know that Russell Wilson was not the Super Bowl MVP. Just don't want to get shit for that. Misspoke. It was not the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, it was I the linebacker. We moved on. I forget who it was, I forget which one, but it was a linebacker. Right. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right. So starting at QB, we have Ben Roethlisberger on the road. Uh, road Ben is different than home Ben. Everybody who watches Ben knows that by now. Versus Kyler Murray, uh, who gets a super super banged up Philly defense. Uh, I think you know Kyler's been uh, underperforming the last three or four weeks since his shoulder hurts. But I think this is his get right week. I think he goes off. Uh, Roethlisberger is going up against a bad defense as well in Cincy, but Philly is going to be without their first, second, their first and second best corners, and they're starting free safety. I just feel like Kyler is going to tear them apart. Um, I mean Ben uh, overall, I feel like is leading a stronger team this year, but Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be bouncing back from an injury and is is primed to beat up Philly. And I'm I, I got to pick Kyler this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kyler too. All right, uh, at wide receiver, uh, Tyreek Hill and Brandon Cooks, uh, assuming Cooks plays, uh, going up against Michael Thomas and Calvin Ridley. This is uh, an incredible matchup. It, it is. is. I mean, Tyreek Tyre Hill is like wide receiver too. Brandon Cooks has been really, really, really good this year. Um, and it's and a, since Will Fuller left, has gotten more work. Yeah. Well, he he was out last week, but yeah. T- yes, he he the the one week without Will Fuller, he was you know very clearly the number one receiver and target. He, uh, he's got a rough matchup this week in Indy. You know, it's on the road. Watson tends to struggle in in his career against Indianapolis. Uh, and he's going to draw the best corner on the field. Um, on the other side, Michael Thomas has you know, still got Taysom Hill. They're starting to find their chemistry, but Kansas City is is a good defense this year. Uh, I do think that game ends up a shootout. And I think Calvin really, to be honest, depends on what goes on with Julio. Like, you know, Tampa Bay's defense has been susceptible this year. Um, but Calvin Ridley's numbers with and without Julio are so drastically different. Like, if Julio doesn't play, like I, he's probably the best receiver in this match. Well, other than Tyreek Hill, he's probably the, so he's probably the second best receiver in this matchup. Uh, and that's only because Michael Thomas doesn't have his right quarterback. The, it, the talent right yeah. here is is so impressive that I mean everything that we're picking right now is is circumstantial on something else. If Brandon Cook plays this, if Julio plays then that, um, it, it's it uh, just really speaks to to the talent that both these teams have at this position. I um. I feel really good about 
Cooks um, with the way that, that Houston is looking right now at receiver with both Fuller gone. Um, I like Tyree Kill always. Michael Thomas is uh, – receivers aren't much without a quarterback, so quarterback problems I'll, I'll always tend to pick against. Um, I mean, Calvin Ridley, Ridley I, I think, is going to put up big numbers this week, but I'm giving this one a cow suit camp sex overall. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that, both because of the quarterback issues and the fact that New Orleans is coming off a shitty pass performance. Uh, and I don't think Michael Thomas has that great of a day. Ridley could explode, but I'm just going to take the duo of Hill and Cooks over that. I think Kansas City is going to dominate the game over New Orleans. Um, and uh, even if Calvin Ridley has a free performance, I think Tyreek Hill is just too much to beat there. So one of these one of these four wide receivers is going to go for 30 points. That's my bold prediction here. I don't know which one it's going to be. One of them is going to go for 30 points. No, I, I think it's all I want. It's not going to be Cooks. I think that's um, a good take. I, it's not going to be Cooks. I, I, th- I think it's Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is due. I know Taysom Hill sucks, um, but I think last week was a kind of reality check for them. I think they're going to do – I think they're going to be smarter with the ball. I think they're going to get Michael Thomas more involved um, in, in the short passing game. Uh, I'm going to take uh, – Ridley me this uh, you know, at the wide receiver. I think Cooks is the worst of the, the four, even though he's had a good year and Michael Thomas hasn't. I think Cooks is kind of the one reason why I would pick against him. Um, at, at running back, this might be the worst running back like matchup ever in the playoffs. <laughs> we have Naeem Hines, uh, who, either, who either gets 30 points or zero points. Um, we have Jeff Wilson, uh, who if Mostert plays, Jeff Wilson's pretty much just the goal line back, which is fine for fantasy. But if Mostert doesn't play, then we're looking at a, a you know a really good matchup for Jeff Wilson um, in Dallas. On the other side, we have Kareem Hunt, who is such a strange fantasy player this year. He, you know, when Chubb is healthy, he's great, and when Chubb is hurt, he's not so great. It's very weird. Um, but uh, again, I'll stick with the Giants' defense being good. I don't think Cleveland scores a ton of points uh, this week. And then Chase Edmonds, I don't think he's even going to play. Um, but if he plays, Philly defense has been, you know, pretty solid against the pass catching running backs. Uh, they they limited Kamara pretty well, uh, at least relative to Kamara's success. So I'm not so worried about. I I think that's a tough matchup for Edmonds. I have no I have, I have no idea. I think I mean if Moser doesn't play, I probably give it to Kowsu Campsex because they're that's the only starting running back of the four of them. <laughs> Jeff Wilson. Uh, who's hardly a starting running back. Right. Um, I've said it almost every week on this podcast, but Chad, you need to drop Naheem Hines from your team. He doesn't belong on your roster. Well, especially – I mean, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor <laughs> has been – like the last couple of weeks, Jonathan Taylor has been as advertised. So, And as that continues, you know, it's less touches for Hines. Yeah, he, he was always destined to be the guy. Um, this is, Jonathan Taylor yeah. was always destined to be the guy. Um, Jeff Wilson, you're looking at an RB two. I know nothing about him to be totally honest. He, um, he's good. He's good. Like he he puts up numbers when he's the starter, but when Mostert's healthy, but Mostert didn't practice today. He's got a high ankle sprain, so you never know with those. Um, I, I have a feeling Mostert won't play, um, which is which is why I'm kind of leaning cow suit camp sex. But I mean, this is just the the ugliest matchup of position of players ever. 
I, I'm giving this one to Ridley Me This um, entirely because of Kareem Hunt, who I think is going to outperform both Hines and Wilson combined. Um, I think that Edmonds is going to underperform because I think that uh, Arizona is going to lean back on Kyler again this week. I think that he uh, is going to find his strength through recovery. Uh, and that's going to leave Edmonds not being worked into the running game so much. So I'm still giving it to Ridley Me This. I think I'm three for three on going with Schneider here. I'm going to give it to Ridley, Ridley this as well. I just <laughs> don't see much of anything from Hines and Kareem Hunt. This is the, yeah. Such a contrast between this wide is, and running back. This is the type of matchup you would expect to see on like like a heavy bye week where you're like, why are these guys starting? Oh, it's bye week. Nope, these are just the best running backs on, on this team. Well, again, yeah. Chad doesn't even fill out his roster, so that's not a huge surprise. Yeah, you know, a, But he didn't need to. He somehow made it to second place without a full a, roster. We have a second round. I think Fournette was a second round pick uh, who's a healthy scratch now. He was a second round keeper. Yeah, yeah. so second round keeper. He was a healthy scratch in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, at tight end, we have Robert Tunyon and Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas for Kelsey T- Cam and Tunyon for really me this. Uh, both of these are kind of breakout tight ends. Uh, Logan Thomas almost single-handedly dumping Schneider into last place. Uh, Robert Tunyon, they're both very touchdown dependent. It seems to me that Alex Smith likes Logan Thomas a lot more than Haskins and Allen did. Uh, so I'm going to actually pick Logan Thomas because Seattle's defense is garbage. Uh, hey, they've and, been on the rise a bit. And Tunyon has you know, Devontae Adams, MVS, Aaron Jones all competing with him. And Carolina has a very, very good coverage safety in Jeremy Chin. So I'll, I'll go with Logan Thomas, um, which is you know a reverse of the projections here. I'm going to agree with that pick. This tight end situation, I mean, you mentioned it, but it, 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 it comes down to who's going to score a touchdown this week. Um, and I'm calling that for Thomas. I guess I'm four for four here. I want to go and uh, say that Seattle's defense has been getting a little bit better around the stretch, but uh, it's hard to imagine Tanyan getting a touchdown. And with that, with the number of targets that Aaron Rodgers has, even if he has been having great games, and I just think Thomas is more likely to find the end zone. Um, skip a kicker. We go to defense currently. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. But Pittsburgh has a great oh, defense. Oh, 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 yeah, we got the flex. Sorry. Uh, going to the flex, we have Cooper Cup in the flex against the Jets, and Justin Jefferson uh, on the other side for really be this against Chicago. When you put the six receivers in this matchup together, it's kind of amazing. Uh, I would say normally you would probably go Jefferson. Uh, based off of this year's performance, but I'm going to take Cooper Cup because they're playing the Jets. You have to. Uh, you have to and Justin Jefferson is playing the Bears. So just the worst possible matchup for Justin Jefferson and the best for Cup. So. Yeah, you have to pick this one based on matchup. I'm picking Cup as well. I don't even need to look at the players when anyone's going up against the Jets. It's That's a pretty obvious pick there. All right, so Cup. skip. Now skipping kickers going to defense. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, on the road against Cincinnati, who is starting Brandon Allen. And then Chicago at home against Minnesota. Chicago, while probably being the best defense, 
Pittsburgh might be the best fantasy defense this year, and they're going against a horrible backup quarterback. Um, so I will take Pittsburgh. Always pick the Steelers to shellac the, the Bengals. Um, I, I'm picking Pittsburgh for this one. I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well and also factor in the uh, fact that the flex position is also, if Jefferson does have a good game, that probably doesn't bode so well for the Chicago D. So um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh too. Oh, the stack is, is big there. You're right. Reverse stack. Uh, all right. Uh, picks. Aaron, you go first. I am going to take Cowsuit Camsex here, both because they've been more consistent and I think just has a better floor this week. And Ridley Me This has shown that he can have some pretty dismal weeks. Um, But also because I think uh, Cooper Cup is going to have a big week, and that's one of the only players on his team that Chad can name. So I think he's going to carry him to the finals. Hold up. Why is Josh Allen not in the starting lineup? Ah, <laughs> uh, y- y- you know, I-, I don't. Oh, I hate that. You don't take Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the reason you're here. Ben's okay. He might not have not. even set his lineup for this week yet. He had to. He, he must have taken him out. No. So he, he had 30 points last week. Oh, against the Steelers. That's a he bold had choice. Twenty points last week against the Steelers. I, I this is wrong. It's Josh. If Josh Allen isn't starting, then he deserves to lose. I don't uh, care. Yeah, that might that might happen. Um, this, it changes the entire. It changes my entire view of this of Josh Allen versus Ben Roethlisberger. Like Roethlisberger has has a much lower ceiling than Josh Allen does, and. Denver's Denver's secondary is is just been shredded as of late. There's like nobody left. I think that even with Josh Allen subbed in, I don't know that Cowsuit Camsex is going to be able to take this one. I hate, I hate, I hate the running backs. I feel really good about all these receivers, all six that are playing in this game. I think that all of them are going to score at least twelve points. Um. I think Murray's going to have a big game. I think Edmonds is going to flop. I think that overall, Ridley me this is going to just barely scrape it out. I'm going to go with Cassidy Campsex on the assumption that Josh Allen plays. Um, if not, then I would go with Ridley me this. But I'm going to assume he's he wises up and starts Josh Allen. Uh, I think uh, – I know I said – that Michael Thomas is probably due for a huge week, but I really like his receivers, especially because Cup's matchup, and I like Logan Thomas's matchup, and I like Jeff Wilson's matchup. Like he's just got the matchups on his side this week, uh, even really at the defensive level. So I'll go with Kowski Campsex in a very close one, and we're looking at a potential chance for Chad to go from first place to last place to first place. I also think it's worth mentioning that the second Yahoo projected Shahar to not have a single win, he was pretty much guaranteed to have a good shot oh, at the championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Terrible how that works out. Yep. Uh, it's why I say projections don't mean shit. All right. Uh, on to the matchup we, we've all been waiting for, the shit-talking goal. Uh, the one seed, Kamara Harris 2020 versus the four seed, uh, I am the Ted J. Chark. Uh, Let's jump into it. 
we have probably QB one and two right now in fantasy against Mahomes for Kamara Harris and Wilson for Ted J. Chark. Mahomes gets New Orleans. Wilson gets Washington. Washington has a very, very underrated defense. Russell tends to struggle when he goes to the East Coast. I will never pick against Patrick Mahomes as long as I live, so I will give it to Patrick Mahomes. He is the MVP of my heart. Um, yeah, I have to agree with the Mahomes pick. Uh, the ceiling is is just – I mean, Russell Wilson has been it this year, but but the ceiling's on, ceiling on Mahomes is, is and will continue to be incredibly high. Uh, you have to give it to him. I'm going to agree with everything except the fact that the Washington defense is underrated, especially after that Steelers game. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to pick against you think the homes. You think people realize how good it is now, you mean? Yeah, maybe not early in the season. But. That's fair. Yes, That's Washington has a good defense. Yes, yes, yeah, agreed. Uh, at wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, who has been underperforming the last couple of weeks, and Chris Godwin, who has been underperforming the last couple of weeks, both get insanely juicy matchups. Uh, McLaurin in Seattle, Godwin in uh, McLaurin against Seattle, Godwin against Atlanta. Uh, I'm worried about Godwin's finger. That's about it. Adam Thielen on the other side gets the Bears, uh, and Keenan Allen gets a shredded Las Vegas secondary. Uh, this is like the ceiling versus floor game or matchup because McLaurin and Godwin, I think, have insanely high ceilings, but their floors are super low. Uh, and I think Keenan and Thielen might have two of the highest floors in all of fantasy. I'm going to give it to, to uh, Kamar Harris. I, I just think that both of those are like guaranteed, like 15, 14, 15 points. Uh, and I'm Thielen not so sure. Pretty low. Oh, sorry. I'm just not so sure that like McLaurin doesn't seem like a target that Alex Smith trusts for whatever reason. So, and there's so many mouths to feed in, in Tampa. I disagree with Thielen having a good floor. I mean, he has put up less than five points or five or fewer points in five, four or five games this season. But That's fair. I haven't really looked recently. But other than that, I'm going to give this one to myself as well. Um, I think the matchups are absolutely juicy, as you mentioned, for Dylan. Um, but... Thielen and Allen have been incredibly consistent, even with Thielen having some down weeks. And I think Keenan Allen is going to go for absolutely big day. And Thielen is going to have one of his uh, at least mediocre days, which for him is like 15 points. Yeah, I wouldn't call a good day for Thielen against Chicago, but Allen, I think, is going to do well. Um, Brady likes to spread the ball, which, I mean, he, he you know connects – consistently which is good for godwin but but you know not the highest uh you know maybe not the highest ceiling i'm gonna pick kamara harris on this one okay at running back we have derrick henry against the worst run defense in football in detroit and cam Akers against the second worst run defense in new jersey or new jersey new york New uh, York Jersey. And, well, yeah, <laughs> New York Jersey. Uh, all right, so Cam Akers is very clearly the starter moving forward. If he's not, then Sean McVay is a fucking moron, which you know, is also possible. Um, I, and then on this side, we have Alvin Kamara and Clyde edwards alari playing against each other. Alaire, sorry, I always do that. He said it once and uh, stuck in my head. Um, I mean, Kam- Kamara and Henry are like, are punching in the same weight class, I think. Uh, both of them could go off any week. 
the matchup is better for Derrick Henry. The consistent offense for Derrick Henry as well, you know, having Tannehill versus Taysom Hill, who I think Kamara has struggled with Taysom Hill. Uh, I think Akers and Allaire are similar players. I don't think that like Akers is going to repeat his performance from last week, even against a rough Jets defense. Uh, I think that Derrick Henry's matchup gives him the edge, and I will go with uh, Ted J. Derrick Henry, with a good matchup, has the potential to be the highest-scoring player in the week every week. Um, Cam Akers against the Jets. I mean, you see, you can just always count on picking against the Jets. Kamara, his his incredibly high ceiling comes from those quick catches um, from Breeze, and I don't know that he is seeing as much of that from Hill. So I, I think that he's going to put up good running back numbers, but the, the crazy high ceiling like we've seen from him isn't there um, with this setup. Um, Edwards Allaire has been all potential this season and will continue to be all potential through the end of it. Um, I'm picking I'm Ted J. Chark. Yeah, this is where it goes downhill for me um, for the rest of the matchup. Uh, Kamara uh, it's yeah, he can go up every week, but like you guys said, he's been struggling with Taysom Hill. He's not getting that many receptions. Um, and Derrick Henry against the Lions, that dude's going to go up for 40 points. And then Cam Akers, this is a bit of a salty spot for me because I thought I had put in the waiver claim and I had completely forgotten. And then he just had a great week last week. And if Cam Akers ends up being the deciding factor here, I'm going to be super pissed at myself because I could have sworn I. I've been saving that one waiver spot for a while. So I'm going to go with Dylan here um, by a long shot for running back. Surprised nobody used it on Mike Davis. Um, at tight end, we have uh, Eric Ebron uh, at Cincinnati, and then we have Darren Waller against Los Angeles Chargers. So I think we will all pick Darren Waller here, most likely. Ebron has emerged as a consistent target for Ben, but Darren Waller is tight end two, I think, this year, and uh, I don't see any reason to pick against that. What Waller's been a difference maker this season, and you don't see that often at tight end. You have to pick yeah. it. Yep, yeah, I'm going to go with Waller two here. Um, doesn't need any more justification. <laughs> He's the better tight end. <clears throat> All right. At Flex, we have two receivers. We have Mike Evans uh, against Atlanta. And receivers in the Flex in both games. Very interesting. Yeah. And Brandon Ayuk uh, against Dallas on the other side. Um, Ayuk has been very good with Nick Mullins. They seem to be the only two that have chemistry on the entire team. Dallas's defense is garbage. I do think Ayuk has a big game. Mike Evans scares me a lot every week because Brady, again, same reason I'm not a fan of Godwin every week is because Brady's got so many targets to feed, and any week it could be a Scotty Miller-Rob Gronkowski game instead of an Evans-Godwin game. So I'm going to go with Ayuk because it looks like Ayuk is emerging as a QB independent receiver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on Ayuk. Um, and I'm going to maintain the call that I made on Godwin earlier that um, they spread the ball are going to spread the ball around in Tampa. And both, I think both Godwin and um, Evans are going to have decent games, but aren't going to hit a, a super high ceiling. 
Um, I think Brandon Ike's going to just edge it out over Evans. Um, Mike Evans has a lot of lucky touchdown catches, so I'm going to, again, agree with what you said about Ayuk, but Pepper, please shut up. Um, hey. But uh, I think Evans finds the Peter. end once. And what? So I'm calling PETA. Oh, PETA's going <laughs> to... Peter's going to euthanize your dog. <laughs> yeah. And for the flex spot, I was going to say I was hoping for a last minute switch in for uh, Mixon, but as I just saw, apparently he He's is out playing. this week and probably yeah. won't play again the rest of the playoffs, which I'm annoyed about because I've been looking forward to that. But so I'm going to give this one to uh, Evans, but it's going to be close. Uh, whoever finds the end zone if, is probably going to edge this one out. I actually disagree with that because I don't think Ayuk is touchdown dependent, but I think Mike Evans is. Um, uh, skipping kickers, we'll go to defense. The Rams against the Jets Have and the Colts again. I know, but I will say the Colts defense is good, and Houston got torched by the Bears defense last week. Um, they only scored like three points. Uh, I'll give it to LA, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Indy ends up with a touchdown or something like that. Oh, I switched in Cleveland, but I'm going to be switching those back and forth. Okay, well, either way, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't surprise. I would pick LA over either of those options, and I wouldn't surprise. Me, but I wouldn't surprise me if either of those teams end up with a touchdown. I would. I would. It would surprise me more if Cleveland scores a touchdown than it would. Indy. I think Daniel Jones is back. So, yeah, definitely picking Los Angeles regardless. Yep. Kind of give this one to Dylan as well, just because Jets. J E T S. You, you are pick Jersey. New York Jersey's. All right, Shiner, who do you think wins it? Who do I think wins it? Um, big, big, big days from both quarterbacks. Um, I think I'm, we're going to see bigger day at wide receiver. Big day at wide receiver from um, Allen. Okay, day from Thielen. I think that Ted J and Derek Henry are going to. Ca- Derek Henry is going to carry the whole team. Derek Henry is going to carry the whole matchup. Um, I, I, I have to. I have to stick with uh, team podcast. Uh, I'm picking Dylan. Hey, Ron. I'm also going to go with Dylan. Um, I think the he's been putting up uh, crazy points recently. He's on a hot streak, and I've talked too much shit to him directly for him to not beat me in the most embarrassing fashion. So he is going to put up. Are we doing numbers? No. Uh, all right. Well, give him if you want. Well, all right. I'm not going to give numbers, but I am going to say it's going to be close enough that I'm going to be pinning my hopes on Ebron for Monday night, and it's going to leave just enough of that agony to think that I can win, and then he's just going to underperform. And why is that game at five fifteen? Is there two Monday night games? At eight fifteen. Oh, the right. We're looking at West Coast time or Pacific Coast time. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I know. I know. I picked to. You know, no, I picked Ted Jay to win it all. Um, they got good matchups, man. I think it's the matchups that that lead me to pick Ted Jay this week. They're so I, good. I, I will say I'm I'm hesitant because every time in the playoffs I see a team do really well one week, it almost never carries over to the next week. Um, but I don't think that's the case here. I think he has another big week because these matchups are so good across the board. Like the only person who's got a kind of down matchup is Russell Wilson. Um, but if everybody else goes off, that won't even matter. Uh, I do think it's close. I do think we're looking at a Monday night where where both you guys are just like staring at Ebron on every snap. 
Um, but I will give it to Ted J. Fill in. I'm, I'm sorry we did this to you, but everybody, yeah. everybody picked you. Congratulations. Congratulations on your win, Aaron. It's hard yep. bet against two or four of his players are facing Detroit or New York Jets. So even with a reverse jinx, I think. And you got the Bears. Yep. You got the Bears. You got New Orleans. Vegas's defense just, they just fired their defensive winner. So, but, uh, right. Um, that's it. That's the semifinals right there. So we have uh, Ted J facing, I think majority wise, we had Ted J facing Kalsu uh, Campsex, I think two two versus one Kalsu Campsex. Um, so that leaves Team Podcast in the mix. Our, both of our p- picks to win it all. Uh, still in it. You guys, you guys think need some help? Oh, what, what what do I think? Um, I think that we're going to see shakeups this week. You know, we picked the underdogs. Um, last week, both of the high seeds trampled on these teams, and I think we're going to see the opposite happen this week. Um, I think that it's going to be, at the end of this season, a um, storied climb for Dylan to claw his way to a championship, but I still believe that it's it's going to happen now that we're in this playoff season. Yeah, I'm going to say that Dylan has an absolutely forceful win this week. And then next week uh, just comes back down to earth a little bit and that Chad is going to win. I think Chad is the taco of our league and that he's bound to win a championship sooner or later with multiple roster spots unfilled and doing things like benching Josh Allen. So, that would be the most amazing thing to win. That'd be the most amazing thing if he pulls off a win without a full roster. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like this before. He's just like he's he's making moves too. Like he just dropped Seattle defense for somebody today. Like why not just pick them up at this point? Who cares? Carry the second defense. Right. Literally pick up anybody. (laughs) Literally pick up anybody. (laughs) You don't need to be dropped. Like there's no penalty for picking up anybody. (laughs) Well, you you were the one one of them. Well, yeah, for someone else, literally anyone you told else. Him to trade. Oh, you I know, did. No, I, I might have told him to trade no, no. a while ago. I told him to trade Allen. Yes. Which yeah, I stood yeah, yeah, by. Yeah. Allen's been great, but I stood by. He need. He's got no depth. He's starting Naeem Hines and he's starting uh, Jeff Wilson. That's the. That's why. If he had traded Josh Allen, he could be starting a. He could be starting a respectable QB and a, and a good running back, which is yeah. better than uh, two right. shit. So. But you know, All he's right. made it this far. Good luck to the four teams left in the playoffs. We will see you next week to discuss the Shrine Bowl. Uh, I think that's what I called it. Uh, We will see who will not be receiving the trophy that we do actually have because I'm lazy. Uh, Good luck, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Up, nigga, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Slap your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I wanna ride. I do a kick it. Dance the side. Put my mouth. Look in my eyes. Pussy's wet. Cause you could die. Tie me up. I got a surprise. Let's roll it. I wear disguise. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. Make it green. Make me scream. I don't hurt it. Make a scene. I don't cook. I don't clean. But let me tell you, I got this.
me drip down inside of me yeah. Jump out for you, let it get inside of me I tell them where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be I'm running down on them before I have a nigga running me Talk your shit, bite your lip Ask for a call while you ride that dick When you tell me ain't never got him looking for a thing He's already made his mind up before he came Now get your boots and your coat This wet ass pussy, he bought a phone Just for pictures of this wet ass pussy Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass pussy Now make it rain I need a deep stroke, I need a handy drink, I need a weed smoke Not a garden snake, I need a king cobra with a hook in it Hope it lead over, got some money, then that's where I'm headed SCA1, looks like it's credit He got a beard, and I'm trying to wet it I need a taste, now he diabetic I don't wanna spit, I wanna go, I wanna gag, I wanna choke I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swing in the back of my throat My hick is viable, now I need the sun, he's going and drying It's coming outside, y'all, yeah. when that thing, now the cops behind me I saw his mic and I heat trying to sign me Your Honor, I'm a freak bitch, can't cuff leashes Switch my wig, make him feel like I'm cheating, put him on his knees, give him something to believe in Never love a bite, but I'm looking for a beat